Welcome to Jess Williamson, the podcast where we build businesses for life. Hello, Emma. I am so damn excited to have you on the podcast. You are just an absolute leader, expert, all things human design, which as everyone would know by now, I cannot stop talking about. So (laughs) it's pretty fun to have you on the podcast today. Wow. Thank you. What a lovely introduction. You know, um, I definitely feel like I'm the messy option. I'm the one who's properly running the experiment and trying everything to discover what does actually work and what doesn't. But yeah, it's definitely a huge part of why I'm on planet Earth is to make sure I can get this human design thing out to as many people. It is wild. When I found human design, I was like, holy shit, my life makes sense. (laughs) So how did you come across it? Like, where did you discover it? Because it's obviously becoming a bit more mainstream now, which is really amazing. But how did you discover it initially? Um, well, first, I love that you said it's becoming a more mainstream. That's actually the mission of my my team of my business. We, we want to take human design mainstream. And one of the, the reasons why kind of goes back to how I came across it was because my background is, you know, performance coaching, uh, executive coaching, behavioral coaching, and I was a profiler. So I used a number of other profiling tools. And then I was actually, my husband brought it to me the first time, a 6'2 projector, of course. Mm -hmm. And then someone else, I can't remember who the other person was. And both times I was like, "Mm, no, this is a bit too woo. I don't like the language. It's really negative. So I put it down. And then the the third time was actually after I had um, I'd walked the Camino de Santiago. I don't know if you know what that yeah. is, but it's a, it's a pilgrimage, an 800-kilometer walk through yeah. Spain. And um, I'd literally said to the universe, I was like, okay, I feel like I've completely transformed my life. I've healed so much, you know, relationships. I now do the work that I love. I've, you know, got these two amazing kids. We live where we, we loved living, all of these things, but there's still something missing. And... I was like, universe, you need to be so clear. Like you need to hit me over the head with it. I want clarity. What happened was within like the 24 to 48 hours when I got back from the Camino, there was human design everywhere. Everyone was asking me about it. And I was all of a sudden like, well, I have to do something about this. I made a promise to the universe. She delivered, so it's my turn. And that was the moment that I just made the the promise. And that promise was to run the experiment. Um, and as I did that, at the time, my business was very corporate. I worked with C-level executives. I ran, you know, all of these workshops. I worked in Fortune 500 businesses. I, you name it, I was working in that very corporate environment. And that this concept of, so what time were you born freaked <laughs> me out, you know, like it freaked me out, but I'd made this promise. So I actually remember I said to one of my clients at the time, and he was a CEO of a um, medium-sized business, I was like, I think we can do even better. I think I've got something that can really amplify your results, but you have to, you just have to trust me on this. And he was like, okay. And I was really terrified to ask for his birth time. And I asked, and of course he didn't flinch. He's like, yeah, no worries. So what's this thing? And because, you know, we'd built up the trust already. Mm. And from that moment forward, just watching all of my clients, you know, one of my most memorable stories was 
a woman who I started working with. She was like head of department in a sort of medium-sized business, significant financial turnover, and she was getting one-on-one coaching. And I remember her saying, I want to be a CEO in eight years. And I started working with her as she moved from that business into something new. And I remember celebrating with her, I think it was three years later when she got her first CEO role. And it's because we bought human design in straight away, she could lead the way she was designed to lead. So all of a sudden I was just saying, well, I can't be afraid of this anymore. And what really happened for me is I was running my experiment. I had an insight about changing the name of my podcast to the Human Design Podcast. Uh, my ego was like, you can't do that. You don't know enough. Who are you? Everyone will think you're crazy. They'll think you're, you know, you've lost the plot. Yeah. As However, it does. <laughs> exactly. However, I was like, okay, but I've promised to do the experiment. So it's just an insight. It's just in my head. It's just an idea. So I wrote it down in my journal. And the next day, a mentor of mine literally said to me, someone needs to do a good human design podcast because there's no good ones out there. And that was the moment I was like, okay, I have to do this. And from that point on, every time I was afraid of, you know, being perceived as woo-woo or crazy or out there, it didn't matter because what all that mattered was that I was running this experiment and the more I ran the experiment, the better results I was getting for me, for my clients, streamlining life. You know, I've even grown an incredibly successful business. I have a beautiful marriage, amazing children, super healthy, really wealthy, all of these things. And I've done it my way. And as a line three, I've tried everybody's strategies and I've done it my way. And that's the thing that human design gives us is the permission to be ourselves and really start to make a massive impact just through being ourselves. But we have to build that trust in ourselves, that trust in the universe and human design really gives us the, the, I don't know, the road to do that. Yeah. And oh my gosh, that is such a cool journey because a lot of people discover human design and they do the experiment on themselves, which is so life-changing. But I think it's really cool that you not only tried on your clients or got to experience that, but on like the corporate world. (laughs) Oh yeah. So different. It's not just like cool where young females kind of in this space already. It's like worlds apart and that is the coolest just like entry into human design because I do think that people kind of put it in this box of, oh no, I'm not spiritual. So I can't look into this sort of thing. And I've always been a very sciencey math sort of logical person, but I've always loved a bit of the spiritual side of things. And what I love about human design is it combines all of the things. It combines so many different parts and includes science and actual facts as well as everything else. A hundred percent. Like it is all mathematically. I mean, and let's be very clear. We live in a mathematical universe. Like, you know, the, the, everything that we see, feel, hear, everything that comes in through our senses is just a mathematical equation. And the thing with human design is it's exactly that. It's in a mathematical equation that gives us access to our authenticity, you know, mm-hmm. the things that are important to to us, the way we, we're designed to be, the way the things that light us up, the work that we're here to do, like so many things. And it, it very much is, you know, if people are fixating on, oh, it's a bit woo-woo or it sounds a bit spiritual or, you know, oh, time of birth, that doesn't sound scientific. The thing for me is as a profiler, as someone who literally has worked with profiling tools for years and clients, how we get that information is we ask you questions. So the mm. mind has to answer the questions. Now, if you have a good yep. facilitator, and I like to consider 
consider myself a good facilitator, I can get a room full of people in the right place to access a lot of their unconscious mind. Sure. Absolutely. However, human design never goes through the mind. Do you know what I mean? When we're actually getting our profile, it's it's something that is calculated literally through these your time of birth and um, subatomic particles that are moving through you at the time of birth called neutrinos. And neutrinos are a real deal. And what's weird is that um, Ra Uruhu, who brought all this into the world, he spoke about neutrinos and back then it was only a theory. It was just a theory mm-hmm. that these things existed. And now they're well and truly proven. There's a huge facility in Japan that are studying them. And the point is that what happens is as they move through the entire universe, they pick up little particles of the things that they move through. And the reading that we actually get, and this is the same for astrology um, and for human design, is the moment you were born and literally the neutrinos that moved past your body at that time. So all these little particles that are kind of dropped off, these they're the themes that's why we see these themes because they're actually the themes of the energy that's dropped into your human body at the time of birth and three months before you're born so it's absolutely scientific and it's crazy because a lot of the things that Ra shared you know they did think he was a bit bit out there and I mean let's be honest it was a little bit out there however the the big thing to understand is so many things that he said this is what it is this is true a neutrino is true They've now proven it through science. So some people are always going to sort of disregard it. However, all I would say is just don't don't disregard disregard the power of your human design because it really opens the door for so much. Yeah, it really, really does. And so you've obviously found your calling and like it was that missing piece that you felt like you've just really landed into and just owned that space. I think the biggest challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs or just people going through life these days is what is my purpose? Like, how do I know what's right? Like, I'm kind of good at this. I kind of enjoy this, but I also love that. Like, how can we use human design to really help us navigate towards that purpose? I love this question because even in the way that you frame the question, it kind of shows us how we trip ourselves up. And that is that what we do is we go searching for our purpose. We look Mm -hmm. externally of ourselves for our purpose. We're thinking, well, it's going to be a job. It's going to be something I get paid for. It's, you know, we have all these preconceived ideas. And in many times we've been taught, you know, what that is that we, um, I know for me, um, at school, I think it was from year nine, I went off to the careers advisor. So that, that is that old school metaphor of what our purpose is. Now, what human design says is, that yes, we do have some very specific talents, some very specific skills. We have ways that we're going to feel on purpose and we're going to serve and, you know, have an impact. There's so many ways. However, like I often talk about the moment, the moment that I really started on my purpose was the moment I got a diagnosis for depression and panic disorder at the age of 28. So this is nearly 20 years ago. And in that moment, here I was like considering taking my own life. And this lasted for like seven years. I was in this this state. It was a long time. And I finally went to go get help. And the specialist said to me that I would learn to manage it, but I would never heal it. And I just remember in that moment going, no, that's not an option. Either this is it for me, or I'm going to find a way to heal myself. And that's my journey. Again, this is my purpose. And 
that memory has always stayed with me. And that was actually the moment that that spark for me, if you like, of my purpose, it was already, you know, making itself at home within me, right? Yeah. Then I got get on this journey and I start to study. Um, first, I'm studying happiness and, of course, the brain and then uh, human behavior and you name it. It went on and on and on. I retrained out of the advertising industry into becoming a master coach. But the point is that when it comes to purpose, you're already on it. You're already doing it. All the failures are part of the purpose. All the faults, part of the purpose. All the not knowing, part of the purpose. And what human design does is it actually gives us the ability to allow ourselves to be guided by the universe, by our own internal wisdom. And on that path, we learn to stop needing to know everything. We, we learn to stop needing to have clarity, know exactly what the right next step is, have the, you know, the big plan and the big goal and know, know who we want to be two years, five years, 10 years. And instead, we choose to be on the journey. Something for me, um, I actually have a certain part of my design. It's a, my G center is wide open, which means that in my shadow state, I'm always looking for purpose, but I never quite yeah. find it type thing. And that was really challenging when I first came to human design. However, now it's an amazing gift because I can tell you Every breath, every step I take, everything I do, I am on purpose. How do I know? Because I feel it. If someone asks me, you know, what is your purpose? I'll be like, oh, well, it's this and it's that. And I'll trip over my words. But if you ask me, am I on my purpose? Am I fulfilling the purpose that this soul came in to fulfill? Absolutely, without a doubt. So this is the power of human design. And now I know, like I know that my purpose and my talent is very much aligned to my insights, very much aligned to building a business, to working, to providing, to um, having a, a vision for the future and, and sort of breaking down old ways and creating new ways. So I know a lot of that through the frame of my design as well. However, the thing that is most powerful for me, especially as a person that literally has searched every corner of this planet Earth to find my purpose, that I actually get to walk with it every day and I know it's in there and I don't need to question it anymore. And I think that is such a great gift because anyone who's had great success is really comfortable in uncertainty, is really comfortable with trusting themselves and the universe. And that's the piece that human design really helps us to, to bridge when it comes to purpose. Yeah. That is huge. And it's such a permission piece as well. So you mentioned a mm. couple of pieces of your chart. Where can people look in their chart to really start to understand if they're on purpose or where they can gain that permission for themselves as well? So we always start with type and I kind of, I'm sure there's a, pretty, a much more elegant word, but I love the word bucket, right? So maybe it's a container. That's one that's used a lot in our world, but I'm going to call it a bucket. And it's kind of what everything else goes into, okay? So if you're a manifester, you are here to inspire people into action. This is the, the foundation, the, the container of your purpose. If you are a generator or a manifesting gen generator, then you are here to be lit up by the work you do and build something, like bring things into life, be inspired, take action and build something that lights you up. If you're a projector, then that bucket for you is all about being the guide, all about being able to see the efficiencies, be able to tweak, be able to nuance things. And then as a reflector, what you're here to do is to really be that that indicator of where a, a family, a group, a business is really at. Okay. So they are just this amazing yardstick, if you like, like 
you can't lie in the presence of a reflector because you're only seeing where you're at. So it really gives, a, let's say, a business such a good idea of where they're at, the way this particular person is responding to whatever's going on around them. So that's kind of like the the, the most you know, the furthest out look. However, the next place that we want to look to, and let me just, there's a bit of a caveat here because so many teachers teach so many parts of the chart. And I'm a person, as I say, I'm a line three, I'm a three, five. So very much about um, calling out what doesn't work, breaking things apart to remake them. And ultimately your purpose is the story that your chart tells. Once you, once you go through all of the, the pieces and you put them back together, it's the patterns. It's what's true for you. Um, it's the things that you hear over and over and over again. It's this, it's so crazy whenever, I mean, I've unpacked thousands of charts now and it is amazing because as you do it, there is like one or two or maybe three words that you hear all throughout the chart, but they're all different words from chart to chart to chart. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. However, there are some really cool places that you can look in your journey. So the next place would be your incarnation cross. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking at your chart, you're looking at the top two planets on both sides, okay? So they're going to be a really big indicator of how you're here to serve the world, even to the point where, let me give you an example, these things are happening all the time, okay? Your incarnation cross is just doing its work. You don't have to do anything. You just have to be you. And the more you live in alignment with your strategy and authority, then the more you're going to be able to amplify the higher expressions of your cross, okay? But this is how they work. You don't have to think about it. For example, um, I'm going to use my two sons, okay? I've got two sons. And when my first son was born, was a time in my mental health journey where I'd really got to a point where I had started to rewire my brain. I had definitely, you know, upgraded, if you like, and I was sort of slowly heading in that direction. Then he was born and he's across to the sleeping phoenix. So this energy, his his energy is all about people rising from the ashes. So from the moment he was born, everything shifted. So his energy just triggered this rising from the ashes from me. And yes, it was probably me having to be his mother, you know, not thinking about my mental health. Like, yes, we can, we can bring it down to planet earth and three dimensions and, and say, these are the practicalities, but it's the energy. Okay. He sparked that in me just by being born. He didn't have to do anything. Then my second son comes along and this is a time when I was pregnant with him. It was the last, um, I did a contract in advertising and it was the last thing I ever did in advertising. And funnily enough, when he was born, he's across of the sleeping Phoenix and uh, sorry, he's across of the Sphinx. And the thing about the Sphinx is all about a change in direction. And I didn't, I didn't know this at the time. I didn't know their incarnation crosses. However, Oscar was born and then within a month I started my first business. So I had this huge change in direction and all he had to do was be born, but his energy just triggered me in that direction. So the reason why I tell this story is because often people will get their chart um, and then they'll be like, oh, now I have to do something. And you really don't. You just have to trust the process. Strategy and authority are everything. Um, And this is a really great place to start with, with purpose. Wow. That is so, so cool. And I got goosebumps as you were like explaining your kids and it just gets to be so powerful. What is your incarnation cross? I'm a cross of planning. So it's really interesting because we're moving out of um, every, 
era. So we've just moved out. We're moving out of a 400-year era that has a governing um, incarnation cross, which is the cross of planning, okay? And then we're going into the cross of the sleeping phoenix. We're going from a very tribal time to a very individual time. And one of the – I am a cross of planning, and what's really interesting is a lot of the paradox that lies – I have a lot of paradox that sits in my chart. So I've got a lot of gates that – might be perceived as challenging, you know, the gate of struggle, the gate of, gate of crisis, these sort of things. However, one of the things that I've noticed and I've learned over time is it's it's like I need to understand the past and one of my other really big energies within my chart are two of the governing gates of the future. So I feel like even that, when we can sort of look at our charts from, you know, what is the bigger metaphor, they can also help us in that way. Um, and a lot of the things that I teach around human design is really actually teaching either the the human design guide or coach or the way I work with it is to really be able to work with it from an intuitive point of view, as well as the knowledge, because this is really helping people to see that it's almost like it's trying to tell you a story just as much as you're trying to learn something per se. It wants you to see it the way you're designed as opposed to the way a reader or someone else tells you designed, because that's not true. You're the guru. Yeah. I always found that I, early on, I got a couple of readings from people who weren't projectors or anything and not that they had to be, but I just found there was such a difference when I then started connecting with some more projectors who maybe understood it. Cause I think it's a bit of a harder <laughs> energy type to understand if you don't live it as well. So I found that that was really insightful that it really came back to just me experiencing and playing with it because no one can tell you what a splenic hit feels like <laughs> or like no you know any of these things it really just comes back to you yeah yeah and and you know I'd love to say I, I don't think it is just projectors I think it's for everyone mm. I get yeah. that, that those of us that are like I'm an MG um, and generators there's lots of us so it's easier to understand each other just because there's lots of us however one of the things I remember um, someone who works with me she said to me when she was doing my mastermind, or in fact, it was the end of the mastermind, and she's a projector, and she was like, I never thought an MG could coach me and lead me the way you did. Yeah. And this is the thing. One of the things I want to sort of blow up is that like type wasn't even in the, the revelation. So type isn't actually a part of human design. And what I see too often is the segregation by type. And we are nothing without each other. And we all see each other and, you know, it, what I would suggest is your journey and you go to readers and potentially they're not projectors and then your mind decides, well, maybe I need to go to, to a projector to really get me. Mm. However, what I would throw on the table was it's not about the other person. This was actually about you because what you've given me is it was about you learning to trust you. Yeah. And I think this is what it's more about. We have to understand that we will call in an MG if we need one, not from the mind, from the energy. We will call in a projector if we need one. We'll call in yeah. a reflector if we need one because um, we are all perfectly designed to fit together. Um, and that's one of the, the really big things for me is I'm not a fan of the segregation because it's not about type, it's about our definition. So what definition mm. do we have in our chart? Because I actually resonate a lot with projectors because I have so much undefined centers, so many undefined centers, right? So when we understand human design from this position, 
then we can really start to understand the people that we're with, whether they're our loved ones, the people we work with. I mean, I've, I've grown my entire team through strategy, authority and human design, you know, um, even to the point that we, when I was hiring my marketing manager, one of the big things for me is I did not want to have anything to do with Instagram except for my DMs. Like I just wanted to be in my DMs to connect with my community, but I wanted to have someone who could, you know, think for themselves, you know, speak my language, do all of those things and not be a control freak and let me do what I wanted to do in, in the DMs and all this sort of stuff. And, of course, I had three people that my mind was like, oh, well, these people are really great on paper and da 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 yeah. And then there was one person who from the moment I saw her name and Taylor saw her name and we hadn't had this discussion yet, both of our cycles had gone, that's her. Mm. And um, when we interviewed her, we loved her. And the thing that the mind said, and, again, this is why we don't want to make decisions from the mind, was um, she's a manifester right? And I'm like, oh, you know, I need another MG, I need generators, I need someone who can do a lot of hours, da 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 However, of course, I didn't listen to the mind. I listened to uh, myself and I always bounce everything off Taylor, who runs the entire back end of my yeah. business. She's amazing. And she was like, oh my God, you're kidding me, Brittany. I, that she was the, she's the one, she's the one. So we hired her. And of course, it's been hugely successful because so cool. we've hired a freaking manifester. So she yeah. can go off and do the things. And so, yeah. So cool. And I think that's the key. Like when I had those readings from maybe the people who weren't so much projectors, I took so much from all of it. It was just maybe they, I always find that, and like you actually said at the start, human design can feel kind of heavy. It depends mm -hmm. which way people take it. So that's quite, yes. was kind of my experience. But I think that is so cool that you were able to just really lean in. And I know when I don't listen to my splenic hits, I'm like, damn it. I knew I heard it. I knew I felt it and I didn't yeah. deal with the damn thing. And here I am. <laughs> and so yeah. I've only got myself to blame. But oh yeah, God, that's a really cool story about your team as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I love it. And I, again, it's that, I've always, since the moment I made that sort of promise to the universe, I'm like, okay, well, I'm all in. I've got to do it all. And being a Lion 3, I have to have all these experiences. So I certainly mm -hmm. don't get it right all the time. However, one of my missions is to be able to teach people what I've experienced. And that's something that as we go into 2023 within my business is a huge theme. It's all about purpose and abundance. And it's, and I'm not going to teach people memes of if you're this type, then you must do that. I'm actually going to be teaching them, you know, okay, this is where you want to look. This is the experiment you want to run because at the end of the day, you are your own guru. You know, I'm not the guru. Yes, I've got lots of experience, but I'm, I'm the guru, guru for me. But I really want to empower other people to just be able to confidently walk their own path because that's what we need, right? That's what we need to really navigate this chaotic time yeah. in, on planet Earth. It all comes back to self-trust, which is mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that perspective. So thank you for sharing all of your incredible wisdom with us today. Where can people come and hang out with you some more? 
Oh my God, I love that. So of course, the podcast is the best place, which is the Human Design Podcast. And if you're listening to this and maybe you haven't got your chart or you, um, you know, you're still new, or maybe if you're not, like we have a lot of people have actually certified elsewhere and they come to me and they're like, I still don't get it. So they come and join our HDX program. But if you want more information, just go to the website, you can get your free chart. And once you get that free chart, we will then send you a bunch of information that is aligned to your type then you just go to the podcast and listen and you can unpack it. If you're ready to invest in yourself, then come and join us in HDX because that is the place where all the cool human design people hang out. And um, it's, yeah, it's a total game changer. We've got some absolutely off the charts, exciting stuff happening next year. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again and cannot wait for everyone to just jump onto this. If you are just loving this episode, make sure you screenshot, share it and tag us both. I'll put our tags in the show notes for you. Thanks, Emma. Thanks so much for having me. 